Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. Thank you for joining us. My name is Randall Lee Hart. I'm your host here at the, the Contractor Success Map Podcast. And today we have a guest. His name is Dan Perry. He's the founder of HandymanStartup.com, a community dedicated to helping handymen, plumbers, electricians, and contractors understand business and marketing so they can get more customers, make more money, and enjoy their businesses. Welcome, Dan. Hey, how's it going, Randall? Well, Dan, it's a pleasure having you here today. Uh, we're looking, really looking forward to getting some information to uh, help our, our listeners be able to do these great things you're describing in your uh, what you do in your business. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so basically, I started out uh, a few years ago. I graduated from school as an engineer, and I worked in engineering um, as a mechanical engineer for about three and a half years. And while I was in that job, you know, I just realized that I, it just really wasn't for me, right? Just, just absolutely hated working in an office, sitting at a desk. I had to get working with my hands. I had to be out in the field talking to people. You know, I think a lot of contractors can relate to that. Nobody likes to sit behind a desk. You like to be in the actual job, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it depends on what you're doing. But I, so I decided to quit that job, and I had no idea what I was going to do. And so I decided that I would start a handyman business uh, after about six months of being unemployed and trying to figure out what my life was going to be about. And um, during that time, I, you know, I, I tried some Internet marketing, and I, you know, I wanted to do some other things. And uh, you know, I finally landed on the idea of a handyman business because I, you know, I, just, I thought it would be really cool to just you know, travel around just solo business, um, help people get paid for my skills and, you know, just kind of make it whatever I wanted to make it without a lot of stress. So I started this handyman business. And during the process of starting that handyman business, I shared my entire story of basically going from a complete novice of not knowing a single thing about owning or operating a business of any kind, never, never had a business, um, always worked for people before that. And so I just shared the story, the struggles of basically starting this business and learning, you know, and I shared all all the knowledge that I learned as far as what marketing methods worked and, uh, you know, how to get customers and what customers were really looking for in a service provider. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have the most handyman experience. I, I was 28 when I first got started. So I wasn't, you know, it's not like I had 20 years in the field. Um so I had to really kind of deconstruct it on a level of what are customers looking for? Um, you know, what, what really causes customers to buy? What's like the psychological triggers, the marketing aspects, you know, from a branding perspective when you're dealing with. And, uh, you know, just to be clear, my target market was homeowners, you know, um, busy, busy housewives or busy working mothers with, you know, two incomes or anything like that. So. Um, you know, I was really, I really had to deconstruct what caused them to buy. How do you get in front of them? How do you generate these leads? And, you know, it's just been a really cool experience. So 
that that's all been taking place on handymanstartup.com. I share that story. I've been doing it for about three years now. And uh, yeah, now I just, um, I have a few courses and products that help other people uh, basically get started in the handyman business. If you're just looking to be a one man, a one man show, or uh, if you're just, if it's not going the way you want, if you want more customers to to take it to that level of where you really enjoy it, you know, where you have enough customers, where you feel free instead of where your business is controlling you, if that makes sense. Dan, it makes a lot of sense. I'd like to kind of dial in on a couple of good points here. Mm-hmm. First off, um, I want to go back to the fact you have a degree in mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got some friends with degrees in mechanical engineering, good people. Um, Typically, and not real people type people. They're not real friendly. They're very, very good at what they do, but they're not super friendly. Now, you you sound like a really friendly guy. So you have that deep knowledge of how processes and systems work. How in the world did you go into construction? <laughs> See, it is related. Yeah, but it seems a little different. Um, you know, I've. Uh... I have, I've never really been a super outgoing person. Usually I'm quite an introvert actually, but mm-hmm. in the process of starting the business, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I was able to, I had to get past that. It was, it was a requirement. And, you know, through sharing myself on the podcast, I also do a podcast on handyman startups. So, you know, having to present myself like that is really has pushed me outside of my boundaries, you know? So, yeah, I was just the typical, you know, very dry, um, to the point, you know, figure out how it works kind of person. And it, it's, I'm still getting into that, uh, you know, social aspect or, or friendly attitude, um, you know, which is, which honestly kind of worked to my benefit as far as sharing content because I was able to, I had to struggle through that to, really break it down. You know, it wasn't obvious to me. It wasn't just natural. So I had to like really kind of figure out what that actually meant and what it looked like. And, and I was able to deconstruct it in a way that, and explain it to people because it wasn't natural, you know, so I had to, I had to learn that and share it as I went. Does that make sense? Okay. makes a lot of sense. Okay. Dan. so if, if I understand correctly, you're doing two things. You actually have an ongoing handyman business and you're sharing through your podcast and your website, handyman, um, handymanstrive.com, you're sharing how other contractors can start a handyman division or a handyman business as well. So you're doing two things. You're actually doing the handyman business and you're sharing with other contractors how they can start a handyman business. Is that correct? Yes, that's exactly how I'm doing it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done that, so it's more of a, you know, I it's, the proof is in my results, right? I, I don't believe in oh, yeah. selling information that I haven't personally done myself. So, um, or even providing information because I provide a lot of free information as well. But, um, yeah, if I don't, if I haven't done it and got results, I have no right sharing it, you know? So, no, this is great. I, I, actually, I looked at your site. It's fantastic. I know you have a, a few paid courses, which I think are excellent. And I actually get your, I get an email from you like once a week, isn't it? Uh yeah, usually uh yeah, if you sign up for the newsletter, I send out a uh, some weekly tips and, you know, content that I release as I go. Yeah, I like your newsletters. Well, obviously your newsletters are written by a contractor for contractors, so I'm, I really like that. Well, let me ask you another question. What are some differences 
between you and your competitors? And that's kind of a two-part question because you have two parts of one business. So you have the handyman business that you're doing, and you have the, I want to call it consulting and training. Is that correct, or is there a different word you'd use? Yeah, I would, I would say that. So what are some of the differences between you and your competitors in both of those areas? So with my handyman business, because um, I think this is most applicable to um, you know, helping other people in this industry, is m the way that I'm different is the quality of service and communication I offer to my customers. Um, I really focus on trust. And I'm not the most skilled. You know, I, I can't do every project. I don't know how to do everything. And um, I stick to specific types of services. But what I really focus on is quality service. You know, it's mm -hmm. I'm not offering anything fancy. A lot of times it's really simple things like hanging pictures for people or, or mounting a TV on the wall or fixing a hole in the drywall. You know, I'm not remodeling kitchens or anything like that. So it's really a matter of at that level of being somebody that they can trust in their home. And that's what I try to be is somebody that they know they're going to get, uh, you know, they're not going to get the cheapest price. You know, I'm not, I'm not priced low. I'm not trying to outbid my competitors. I'm trying to provide more quality to my customers in mm -hmm. the exact way that they're looking for quality, whether they realize it or not. Because when somebody calls a handyman, you know, they want their toilet fixed or they want their door repaired or they want whatever it is. But what they, what they really want is somebody they can trust and call again, right? Somebody mm -hmm. that they absolutely like loved working with and it's an experience for them. So I try to provide that experience. Um, and that's how I'm different. Like I said, I'm not the most skilled or even the most knowledgeable handyman. So that's important to my business. Um, so that's my, my handyman business side of it. For the handyman startup blog, uh, you know, I would say there's, there's very few people who are doing anything um, on the same level that I'm doing it as far as um, sharing my experiences as I go. I mean, there's a lot of really good information. For example, your podcast is, is great. Um, but the way that I differ from that is mine is very specific to the niche of start a handyman business, you know, like kind of like more of the, um, more like the one man or like really small operation, uh, situation, you know, getting started. And I, a lot of things I focus on aren't just tactics, but, uh, mindset and, um, yeah, so I mean, I, I guess the real difference too is that I, I'm actually doing it as I'm sharing it, which is uh, somewhat unique, I believe. Oh, that's that's so critical. That is so absolutely critical. Yeah, and I like the, what you're doing there. Um, we work with a lot of clients have for a number of years, and over the years, I've had several clients that have developed a handyman division, which has gone on in a few cases to outperform the remodel business. One thing I like about the handyman business, do you find it's not as sensitive to the business cycle? In other words, the economy is up and down. Are you not as affected as, say, a new home builder? Yeah, um, I would say that, you know, I, I don't have any experience as being, of being a home builder, um, but I would definitely think that was true because uh, there's always things that need to be fixed, right? You always have things that are, that are going wrong. Plus, as a handyman service, you're typically servicing um, higher-end clients, mm -hmm. um, you know, where 
they're they may not be as affected by the economy and they want their home to be nice. You know, if their if their toilet starts running all night and they can't sleep because of it, they're going to call somebody. You know, it's a pain. Right. And also because you have the recurring kind of service. Now, it's not like I don't have any customers set up on a membership model or anything, but they're they constantly need services. Whereas, like, if you were just a kitchen remodeler, you're going to have that one customer and you may not have that customer again for 15, 20 years before they hire right. you again. Right. But right. but me, it's like if they liked me, I could probably expect a call within a month or um, at the most, maybe a year, you know, uh, before a, a customer who really liked me calls me back for more work. So, uh, yeah, I'd say it's definitely less um, prone to the stresses of the economy fluctuating. That That's great. That makes a lot of sense. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, you've already answered part of this. Can, can we get more specific in what problem or issue that your service solves? And you've already covered it a little bit, but can you give me some examples of a particular problem that you, you have solved and you solve for customers on a regular basis? Is it the um, the shelves going up or the uh, the TV mount? Is there something that you do quite often that you could relate a story with? Um. Yeah, I mean, for example, one of my one of my really good customers I met um through you know, I I I found him originally he was looking for a TV wall mount. And mm-hmm. he's an attorney, um got a lot of money, has has a pretty big estate, right? Like it's I wouldn't call it a house, it's really an estate. Um Okay. So, basically the relationship I've built with him and I got this customer with like the first 6 months of being in business. It's um, I, I actually don't even deal with him. I deal with his assistant, and his assistant will just, hey, come over here. We got, we need to put this dog door in. We need to hang a TV. We need to fix. We need to paint, paint a little bit of the wall where, um, where we scratch the paint in in our office. We need to change out a couple light bulbs in the garage, um, and it's just like this punch list kind of stuff. So. Um, what I'll do is I'll charge that customer on an hourly basis, and they'll just mm. I'll come in, they'll have a punch list, I'll knock it out, um, you know, efficiently, work hard, and um, do everything well, and then um, so that's one part of the business, and then the other part of the business is for certain certain like niche jobs, like for example, a fence repair. You know, one a fence blows down, and there's just one or two posts that are broken. Mm-hmm. I will. You know, I'll get a lot of leads for that. I've set up a, an online marketing funnel that when somebody searches for, like, a fence repair, for example, they'll find me for that. And, you know, I can make, you know, five or 600 bucks on a quick, um, you know, one-day fence repair or half-day fence repair. Um, and then if they like me, I can promote – or if I like them, more importantly, I can promote my other services to them. Um, <laughs> I got that. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so – um, that's so like, you know, fence repairs, TV wall mounts are a big one. Um, I don't do any electrical or plumbing work as that would require a specific license that I'm uninterested in getting, um, just for various reasons. But yeah, sure. does that answer your question? Oh, it does. It really does. And just to segue briefly, you touched on something that's so important. Um, I've been in construction for many decades. And you have enough experience that you touch on something that's so important. And I talk to a lot of contractors 
all the time. It's mostly the new contractors that have only been around for less than two years. Can you describe the difference that you see between a client and a customer? And in this case, I'm defining a customer as somebody who buys a product or a service at the lowest possible price, whereas a client is under the care and protection of a professional handyman person. So you mentioned briefly just a few minutes ago, more importantly, if you like them, mm-hmm. how important is that into your business? So if a person calls you up and you go look at them and do a project for them, do you sort of have a way in your mind to identify this is somebody I want to be, I want to work with as a client as opposed to this is somebody I just want to get the job done and leave? Do you do that sort of thing? Um, yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of specific examples I can give. Okay. Um, I guess... One thing is just a gut feel, you know, if they are really, if somebody, if somebody talks price and is really, really price sensitive right off the bat, mm-hmm. you know, if their first question is how much is this going to cost? For example, I'll get a lead. How much is this going to cost is our first question. Um, I'm, I'm le- a little bit less interested already. You know, I might still, I'm still going to fulfill on the promise of giving them a call back or follow up or whatever. You know, because mm-hmm. I think that's important to have integrity in that fashion. But, yes. um, you know, that's already a turnoff. So I'll typically, for those customers, I'll say, hey, you know, this is how much it's going to cost. And, you know, kind of like test them right there. That's the first That's the first filter. It's not. I'm not trying to price the job in a way where they're going to hire me. I'm pricing in a job. I've, I've spent the time to know what I want to make and what, know what a job is worth it for me to do which is very important. And I present that to a customer in a way that says, you know, this is what it costs for me to do this job. And if they want to do that job, that's the first step, right? And then the relationship usually builds from there. And if they don't like that, if they don't like the pricing, they'll usually just, oh, you know, I'll give you a call back or something. And then they won't call back. Um, But then there's also the jobs where they'll, they'll take me up on that first job. And then, you know, I really leave it up to them. I'm I'm not there saying, please call me back for more services. You know, I have I have enough leads that I generate um, through my online marketing funnel that I don't need to really, really sell myself to them over and over again by saying, oh, I also offer this or give me a call or recommend me to your friends. Um, I just let them decide for themselves if they enjoyed the, the experience. And that's usually a really good way um and then there's obviously the really obvious customers who just really don't listen <laughs> you know they're they're not they're, they know <laughs> they're not the contractor or they're not the handyman but they know how it's supposed to be done right um right and <laughs> you know those customers it's it, just avoid them you know i just i usually will say um you know i I think you might want to hire a specialist for this job. You know, I don't say I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to help you. But I say, you know, I'd recommend hiring somebody who specializes in this specifically. You know, I'm probably not the best one to hire for this this job. And I'll just I'll just turn them down. Um, but most of the time, like I said, it's I let my pricing and my service filter out the customers. And I just make sure that I maintain a consistent flow of new customers um, to the point where I'm not scared to lose a job. Because as soon as you're afraid to lose a job, that's when you start taking on jobs that you know you shouldn't, you know? 
I mean, I don't think oh, that's so key. I don't think there's a contractor out there who doesn't immediately have a gut feel whether or not a customer is going to be right for their business. You know, whether they've been in business for six months, well, maybe maybe anything anytime over a year, right? You kind of get that gut feel of like what it's mm-hmm. going to be like. So um, it's really a matter, I think, of of being in a position of power by having enough leads. Um, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. It really does. A lot of our contractor clients, we uh, we coach and, and counsel them on lead generation, and we have a whole checklist of, of things that they go through. So when a customer calls up, if price is the first question in our mouth, then we have a response for that. It works out real well. So what you're doing makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you something. The next question I want to kind of delve into, because this podcast is going to be is generally contractors are the majority of people who listen to it. Mm-hmm. We have I know we had a few folks that for whatever reason are homeowners and people that are building their own homes listen to these our podcasts, which is fine. But mostly as contractors. So let me ask you, what are the three things a contractor should consider when hiring your services? And now I'm speaking specifically to your handyman web academy and what you do to help build that handyman in business. So what are the three things that a contractor should consider? And just as a quick uh, segue, I've looked on the web. In fact, that's how I found you, was I'm looking for somebody to refer this kind of a business to. You're the only person I have found that really knows what you're doing as far as how to build a handyman business. Mm-hmm. So what are the three things a contractor who's considering either developing a vision for handyman services or going to start their own handyman business? Three things that they should consider and this is why I should call you. Um, yeah. So number one, um, you know, that's, that's a tough question because it, it depends on who they are, right? So if, if they're, if you're a one man, if you're looking to have just a really low stress, um, but very fulfilling business working by yourself. Um, okay, let's pick that guy. That that guy is, is more of, that's probably your first question. Are, are you that guy? You know, um, so second question is, are you willing to put in the effort to build a system that you're going to be able to profit on in the future? Or are you just, or are you just eager to, um, you know, have other people build your business for you? You know, if, if you want somebody else to build your business, then, you know, reading my information isn't going to help you unless you're going to take action on it. Right. So unless you're ready to take action. Um, and then third, um, so basically motivation, right. And third, Mm -hmm. You know, are you looking? Um, let's see here. You know, are you looking to grow your business? Are you looking to um, grow it in a way that? I guess somebody who would want to hire me, which I, I offer online courses. I don't do direct consulting at the moment. But um, my primary offering is a Handyman Web Academy, which basically teaches people how to do um, set up an online marketing funnel to generate leads, right? So okay. even if you aren't a one-man handyman business, that is extremely valuable to go through that process of building that online system that kind of has all these fingers out throughout the web that draws people in and funnels them into being a lead for you. So that's really the primary thing. And while it's designed for a one-man handyman business, because that's usually the people who aren't willing to pay for somebody else to build their website for them, you know, um, who don't want to spend, if you don't want to spend $10,000 or $20,000, 
building an online presence and paying somebody else to do it, then that would be a good filter right there, I guess. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I like that. So part of your your offering, the Handyman, it's the Handyman Web Academy, is that right? Yes. Okay. So I just want to focus on that for the last part of the interview here. For the for the contractors out there listening to the podcast now, and there'd be two types of contractors who have a lot of interest in what you're doing. It's the contractors who have an existing handyman business and they'd like to get more leads and generate leads. I hear this all the time. And the other contractor is typically it's a, is it a remodel contractor or it's a home builder who has warranty issues and they want to develop a handyman division. Mm-hmm. So I believe your web academy would be good for both groups. And the web academy, it's something they can go in and they can purchase. Um, membership, is that correct? Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a lifetime membership right now. Um, okay. And so they can purchase a lifetime membership mm-hmm. and get online training and information and that sort of thing. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a step-by-step uh, video course. So it just walks you through the process from um, basically takes you from not having a website at all to building your website and not just building a website, but building a website that actually converts a visitor into a phone call for you. Um, very important because you can't just throw up a website with a logo on it and that's all. There's a lot of uh, psychological triggers you have to hit with a customer to build enough trust to get them to call you over the other guy, right? Um, right. So that's that's the main value of it. You know, the first part is building the website, which is really easy. Um, and then it goes through, you know, making your website convert. And then it and then it, from there I go from built expanding your online presence through, you know, the online directories. And um, finally, I go into a content creation strategy that allows you to target very specific services and very specific customers. And that's really um, the high value that that really could be applied to any business. I mean, content marketing is so powerful. I mean, you're using it for your business in the form of this podcast and your blog. Um, I'm using it in handyman startup and my handyman business. So um, that that describes a a really basically for a long term payoff, you put in this effort, you build this system that kind of grows on itself and just your online presence just kind of grows by itself once you set it up and you just keep generating a consistent flow of leads after it's set up without really putting in a lot of maintenance effort. Um, you know, I do it like the strategy I teach is like low maintenance. It, it takes work up front, but it's going to pay off for, uh, you know, two, three years. Like I, you know, I built this when I first started my handyman business and mm-hmm. the majority of the work was in the first month. And then I, and then I, created some content for probably the first six months. And then after that, I almost stopped and only created content maybe once every six months. I haven't, I haven't posted a new piece of content on that website or even touched it for, I'd say really close to a year now. And it still generates, I I mean, I, I just went on vacation. I just got back from a week and a half vacation and I have like, 50 leads that I just did. I didn't even get back to didn't even answer in the form of phone call and through email. Um, that's wonderful. So that's, that's what it's all about. It takes work, but it's so worth it, you know? Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. No, that, that's fantastic. You know, we've done a lot of, we've done a lot of research and 
for most of our contractors that are doing projects under 10,000 in the you know zero to 10,000 range, the cost per lead is about between 42 and 47 dollars each. Take all the marketing, divide by the leads. That's what you get about 42 to 47 dollars each. So if you've got 50 leads and just for round numbers are worth 40 bucks, that's that's two grand. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I like that. You know, and, and, and if I can share a quick strategy sure. for somebody who's in that, that range, um, mm-hmm. what you might consider is whether or not you start a handyman-specific business, right? You can, you can set up the system that, I'm, that I teach in the Handyman Web Academy to target very specific services. And mm-hmm. by targeting those very specific services, small, really low-entry jobs, you know, to build that trust. Um, sure. Then you, you, very specific services that target, that target specific customers, and you get those, those good customers. And then, you know, maybe that's only for a $200 job, but then you take them through your sales process. You know, then you, then you build that trust, and then you have the opportunity, you're already in the door, to sell your $10,000 project, your, your $5,000 project. And instead of just going straight for the, you know, I want to sell a kitchen remodel, you know, sell these handyman services is such a great way to get in the door because a lot of my customers ask me later on, you know, hey, can you build this addition to my house? And I, you know, I say no because like, I, I'm not licensed to do that kind of work. So um, it's just a really powerful way that is, I think it's overlooked, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, absolutely. You're talking about the lifetime value of the customer. Yeah, and and more importantly is is getting them that like no brainer to hire you because once they hire you once, you train them to buy. They're they're familiar with your business and they're gonna look to you for future projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not only a way just to fill your schedule in between big jobs, but also to create good um, good future business for the, for the bigger jobs. Oh yeah. Oh, this makes a lot of sense. I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. Well, Dan, in closing, can you tell us a little bit about the uh, how the, the listeners can contact you? I'd like to get some information as if you could tell us exactly how they can contact you and how the best way to contact you. Well, the best way to do that, would uh, you can go to my blog, handymanstartup.com, or uh, I'll say that again, handymanstartup.com. All, all and, one word, right? Yes, and no dashes or anything like that. And you okay. can sign up for my email newsletter, or my email address is listed right there in the contact section. Um, or if you want to get more information on the Handyman Web Academy, which is that course, then you can go to handymanstartup.com forward slash get customers. And that's just one one word, get customers. And that'll so actually, forward slash get customers? Okay. Yeah. And then that'll actually give them access to... Um, a video, a free video training series that gives them an introduction to what I teach in the Handyman Web Academy to see if uh, it's something they're interested in doing. So, excellent. And are you on Twitter? Oh yes, and on Twitter at Big D Handyman. So Big okay. D Handyman. Well, this has been fantastic, uh, Dan. I really appreciate. So, we're going to wrap up. And again, for anybody who's interested, is to uh, contact Dan through handymanstartup.com or on Twitter at Big D Handyman. And I'll be issuing a, a blog post, an article about this, and we will look to get this up as soon as possible. 
So, Dan, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Hey, I appreciate you having me on the show, Randall. I, you know, I really enjoy your podcast. And, uh, you know, I just um, our conversation that we had last time about the checklists, I actually implemented that. That oh, strategy. I've been doing a lot of checklists lately, and I, I, I got to say, I really like it. So, you know, you've already impacted my business in a positive way, and I, you know, I really like what you're doing for contractors. I think it's awesome. So, uh, it's my pleasure to be on the show. So, thanks for having me here. You're welcome, Dan. Hey, thanks a whole lot. Thank you. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.